You are listening to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You with Ashley Parrish and Jessica Pfeiffer. A weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. As always, we are joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey everyone, and welcome back. On today's episode, we'll be discussing teenagers and jobs. That's right. Mm -hmm. This is coming up. It's summertime. Well, just about summertime. It's coming Uh, up Maybe another month or so of um, school and then kids get out. They have a little more free time and the question of summer jobs comes up. So I'm excited to be very timely in handling this conversation, Dr. Ken. Well, actually the question of summer jobs used to come up a lot, but now it still comes up, but not as much as it used to, which surprises me a bit. Um, you know, I'm old, so I started working summer stuff in 1974, 75, I think that was back in the previous century. Anyway, uh, I remember <laughs> literally like the, the first Monday after school got let out, I'd come downstairs. My brother can tell me, tell the same story. And, uh, there in the middle of the table is the want ads with red circles. So this is for those of you, these, we used to get the news through an, a paper that was delivered on the front <laughs> porch. And, and my mom had already circled stuff first Monday. And my brother and I both were just, ah, um, <laughs> but it, it definitely signaled what was a truth in our house. I don't remember a big speech about it. It was just, you're, you're going to work, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the summer. And I, and I worry that that's a lot of the parents I work with, are in agreement with working, but that they're kind of not super uh, motivated about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hear yeah. a lot of that well, from when, friends. When I was a teenager, Dr. Ken, there was no such thing as a summer job because I just had to have a job. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So from the time I was 15, I started working and it was never an, a summertime job. And then the school year came around. It was when I turned 15, I started working and I had to have a job. Um, so this whole summertime job thing, you know, didn't exist when I was a teenager. And, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it's very common nowadays. Don't you think Jessica? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, I think it's clear that it's because of privilege. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that you have to have a job because you can't afford clothes or shoes, or mm-hmm. you're helping your family out in some way or another financially. Yeah. I'm you know, curious, Ashley, if we had asked 15 year old you why don't you just quit your job what would she have said oh I didn't it wasn't it wasn't an option because I had to if I wanted a car then I had to pay for my car insurance and my gas and you know so I didn't have to help out with the household bills but it was if I wanted things for myself you know because the older kids get the more expensive they are it wasn't a program your grandparents put you on like this is good for you. It was literally, we can't get you a car if you don't get you a car. Right. Right. Because they were on a fixed income and you know, that's a Mm -hmm. perfect example of what Jessica's talking about. It is ironically hard, harder for families that actually don't quote, have to have their kid working to make it the kind Mm -hmm. of priority it really needs to be. Mm -hmm. I've heard that from several friends lately, you know, or acquaintances, things are coming up where they you know, the conversation turns to kids working or whatever. And, and, and I get this cause I'm in this world too. Your kids are in sports or they want to go to camp or you got a family vacation right. planned or whatever in the summer. And you think, ah, oh, somebody's going to have to work around my kid and all these times that we want to be gone or this activity they want to do. 
Um, and so I'm, I'm just not going to make them work. I'll just give them an allowance to, you know, go out with their friends or, to, you know, a reasonable allowance, right. you know, or right. something like that. And, or, you know, I'll just buy them the shoes. I'm not going to, I can afford it, you know, and right. so you just go ahead and you hand your kid these things. But I think as parents, we realize that's not beneficial long-term. That's not good life skill building. Well, that's really, yeah, that's the point that I kind of want to get to is that um, just because you can certainly doesn't mean that that's a good thing to do. And really for most of the parents I know, they're not against their kid working. I've had a few actually say the words, well, we want to have family vacation time. So I don't want a job of theirs to interfere with that, which seems really weird to me. But most of the time it's, it's a kind of a combination of we do want them to get a job, but we're not making a huge deal out of it. And very commonly is the question, well, what do I do? We've told him he has to get a job, but he, he just says there's nothing out there and he's not going out and getting a job. So what do we do? You know, I've, I've handed him, you know, applications and all this kind of stuff. You get into kind of a control battle that really tests the parents will are, do you really mean this? Uh, do I actually have to get a job? Mm -hmm. That's hard. Cause if you have a kid that's not motivated, what do you do to give them a kick in the seat of the pants to get out there? Do you just take away all, all allowance? Or do you say, you now you're required to pay for insurance for your car or we're not paying for camp unless you, you know, uh, all of the contribute. above, mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's important you know, following the feeding mouth stuff, you're, you're not a policeman, you're a judge, you cannot make your kid go get a job. But it is very important to um, adjust their income and so forth, such that they really do need to get a job. You know, one of the weird parts, I, you know, I work in a, an, uh, a suburb of Dallas, that's a somewhat affluent. And a lot of these kids are a not super social anyway, so they don't really use a lot of money and b. Um, they have this giant stack of cash from their birthday and, and Christmas that their family gave them. They have too much mm-hmm. money. Um, so um, mm-hmm. I'm not against uh, parents, you know, basically doing what you need to do such that um, you, if you choose not to work, then this summer is going to be pretty cruddy for you um, and, and take away the things, not immediately, give them, you know, a couple of weeks, but, you know, a deadline of if you don't have something by this date then these things go away. And then if you have two more weeks and it didn't go away or you don't get the job, then these other things starting with, you know, money, but you can also add, I can't make you go get a job, but you're not going to sit around playing video games in my house all day while you're not working. So I'm yanking those too. Uh, hopefully if you've been doing the feeding the mouth stuff, this shouldn't be a huge control battle. It'll be some mostly a testing. Do you really mean it? And I really want to encourage parents, you know, working, in the, especially at least a summer job is extremely helpful for teenagers character. Um, uh, just to, to learn about the world around them. Did you know what I mean? In the jobs you guys mm-hmm. have? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I just remember working in a restaurant and my eyes were open to, wow, a world I didn't know existed when I was a 16 year old, but also, just how rude people could be. Uh, yes. I was very conscientious and still am of treating people politely, no matter what job they're doing, you know, that sort of thing that it just, I, I had some run-ins that were really kind of sort of traumatic. And I think kind that's eye opening. Yes. Yeah. It's important for our kids to experience low level jobs, low paying, low level jobs and know that they can get in there and they can clean <laughs> the toilet like anybody else. Like anybody else. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ashley. 
or were you an ex did you start as an executive what what was the job you had at 15 yes i was the boss um (laughs) (laughs) i was a bagger at the grocery store there it is yes Mm -hmm. here but i worked my way up to be in the floral department man (laughs) nice but we all have stories of i mean i worked at a delicatessen one summer where Mm -hmm. oh they brought in you ever notice they bring in a new manager every month uh and they they called me kenny and they were always a jewish guy from new york <laughs> kenny supposed to be a tomato here why is it you know, all that and it, it was just a hard thing i've worked uh, all night long at texas color printers outside of mm-hmm. Carrollton mm-hmm. somewhere where i'm i worked from 11 p.m to 7 a.m quite sure i was one of the only sober people on the floor at the time <laughs> everyone smoked weed so you know but it, it was you know, these are things that might be a little surprising to parents like, oh, you shouldn't be working there. Well, you know, you, it's part of, especially by 16, at least it's mm-hmm. part of preparing for the world out there. So I do worry about the implied message that even that, you know, it would be nice for you to get a job because that's kind of a good ex- experience for you. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you can't get one, you can't get one. I, I really worry about that under emphasis of something that's an important part of character building really okay so what do you have i'm going to play devil's advocate what ah. do you have to say to the mom that says but you don't understand my child is in sports you know and he's trying to get a scholarship in soccer and so we have him going to this camp you know and every day he's been working out with this trainer and we just don't want to take away from what he's doing there yeah that's actually a, that comes up a lot And I don't Mm -hmm. think there's a math answer to that. I think when your kid is super involved in something, you know, I get it that, that, you know, you're, they're on this intense training and whatever. Um, But I would say that I think even for those kids, I think if you think about it, what really in high school do they need to be training for? Like I've had, I've met with a thousand teenagers and I can't think of a professional soccer player that I've ever worked with. Uh, or a professional mm-hmm. athlete that I've ever worked with it, it in the long run, the kind of experience that they need um, we've kind of built up, at least in down here in Texas, USA, there's a kind of an expectation that starting from six on, you've got to be four. It's four. Sorry, four. That's it's moved. <laughs> as soon as they move out of diapers, their yeah. coach doesn't so change you diapers. Get, you got to be in your semi-pro league by four. So right. but this whole idea that you, every parent must spend buckets of money for mm-hmm. increasing uh, expertise in this individual training for this career that isn't going to happen. Uh, most kids will not do it after high school. And mm-hmm. even those that do some in college, again, it, it's a matter of balancing um, that potential sort of quote unquote career versus mm-hmm. the experience of real life stuff that mm-hmm. we will all, everyone has to work. You have to you know, I tell even young people, look, there'll come a day when um, w- you'll need a skill that all of us out here in the community will pay you to do. And the, the more right. unusual the skill or whatever, we'll pay you more for it. What do you think that's going to be? And I have, you know, I have seniors that are like, well, I want to make a lot of money. Uh, okay. That's not a career <laughs> goal. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so you have to start thinking yeah. about and actually experiencing what it's like to, you know, have be that zero skill job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the answer to your question is it's a matter of being realistic 
that you can get caught up in a, a sort of a, a sub group of semi pro sounding parent, you know, parents that are training this kid that I think is a bit out of whack. It's not really going to happen uh, compared to, I guarantee you what's going to happen is your kid needs to be able to develop enough humility and skill to um, be able to get a job while they're trying to get training for another job and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in those cases, it's, it's worth it to at least require a certain amount of work, no matter how in, intense the training is. My sister is raising up four boys who love soccer and they are one by one going into um, refing these games. And man, I'm so proud of them because that is yes. intimidating to be refing these games with these sideline parents. I don't yes. know about. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of kids you know. doing that, especially refereeing the little kid games because yes. those parents, mm-hmm. they will kill <laughs> you. Intense. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. But, you know, I think too, we have to be creative as parents. If there's something that we truly want our kid to be a part of and, you know, they, it takes some time or whatever. There are a lot of ways that you can, your kid can make money. They can be babysitting, you know, especially in the summer when moms are looking for somebody to watch the kids while they do some work from home or whatever. There are a lot of Mm -hmm. ways that kids can make money and be creative, even in your own neighborhood, washing cars, doing lawns. There are a lot of ways that they could find that will work around whatever they have going yeah, on. Yeah, You know, teenage girls and babysitting is just the perfect deal. Cause teenagers will come in. Yeah. I, I babysit, you know, on Friday for four hours. I was like, did you even mm-hmm. ask or inquire how much they're <laughs> going to pay you? No. Uh-uh. And let me guess, they handed you a giant stack of cash when they got home. Well, yeah, it was about, you know, a hundred bucks. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. (laughs) And yet it's not, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you want a safe kid. Girls are generally a safer Mm -hmm. uh, gender to watch our children. It's not fair, but you know, there's just less problem with that. And parents want safe people to take care of their children. So that's uh, Mm -hmm. ironically a skill that many of our teenage girls have that is willing to be paid for. And I'd say all more power to you. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's well, great. that's kind of our stance, Dr. Ken. So our oldest, you know, she's 15, she'll be 16 in September and she's the oldest of seven and right. people love to have her babysit yep. because they know she's responsible and she's good with kids. And so her calendar stays pretty busy as far as babysitting goes. Um, but she's just itching for the day she turns 16 so that she can get a job. However, she's also so determined that she wants to be in all honors classes and she's just got these really Uh, big, (laughs) really big plans for next year when she turns 16 and and my husband and I are kind of like pulling back the reins and we're like, you don't have to have a job. Number one, um, just you mean keep, during the you know, school year, during the school year, yeah. um, she's thought about like working, being a real employee at a place. Yeah. Um, so not just babysitting. And so we're trying to convince her, like, listen, like, you know, like put your head down if, and, you know, work really hard in school and make good grades. Like that's where your focus should be. Enjoy school. Um, and that kind of comes from a perspective of me having to work so hard when I was in high school. Now I was a cheerleader. I was in varsity choir and you so had straight I was, F's, right? You failed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you like, did not. I, I did not, yes. um, but I was a solid BC student. And I think had I not had, 
I think had I not been spread so thin, I would have done better academically. Um, so now parenting her from this place where she doesn't need a job during the school year, but she's so wants one right now, you know, like, what do you think of, like, are we doing a disservice by telling her you don't have to have a job, just focus on your school? Well, number one, that's a really common aspect or way of looking at things. So I get it. But, uh, two things to think about. Number one, um, very often we put so much focus on the highest of grades Mm -hmm. when realistically, if a kid is going to a mid-level college plans to go there, um, why do you need to have the very highest of grades? You know, B used to be an adequate grade. Not now. No, no, no. Everyone's got to be valedictorian. But number Mm -hmm. two, we also know that, uh, with school, if a kid works between 10 and 15 hours a week, there's some evidence that that actually increases their grade output. Um, when you have uh, not much more than that, but when you have long stretches of time where I, I'll get my homework one, done, you know, Sunday, I've got all weekend with nothing. Uh, it is also easier to blow off all that time. So a marginal amount of work is not a bad thing. Um, and I think in your case, Ashley, I think part of that is going to always be you know, you're raising your kids in a very different way, the way than the way you were raised. And a lot of our mm-hmm. listeners are like that. And the hard thing is to try to use words to get her to see what you see. Mm-hmm. And, and she hasn't, you know, she was raised better. So she doesn't get yeah. it. And so that's one of those things I think it's good advice. Uh, and mm-hmm. it sounds like that's what you're doing. We strongly advise this, but mm-hmm. in the long run, you know, it's, it's better for her to discover that, wow, you guys were right. Um, you yeah. know, you have a minimum grade requirement that she has to have and let her make that mistake if she needs to. Sure. But you can strongly advise it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, I have a lot, I have that a lot, you know, kids, parents don't want their kid to take that many honors classes. Well, what a great mm-hmm. problem to have. You want your kid yeah. wants to be an honor. I didn't want to be an honors. Are you kidding me? So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a good problem to have, but sometimes when you're trying to warn them uh, yeah. about things like that, I think, you know, a little bit of experience where it didn't work out is actually worth, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the record, I mean, she does work during the summers. She loves it. We let her, her schedule is very open in the summer. And so yeah. we're like, sure work. Yes. You need to, you know, like you yeah. should, because yeah. we want her to learn, you know, those valuable lessons of working, yeah. you know, and yeah. so we're all for her working in the summer. But it's funny that during the school year, it's kind of like this push pull. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's funny. She's pushing on the side of I want to mm-hmm. do more. Now, the other thing to think about for a lot of my parents is what is this money that they earn going to be for? Mm-hmm. And it is really good. And Jessica, I think you guys are pretty good at this. It's a, it's good to be clear in advance. Uh, you will need to save this money because that is what you'll need for blank. Uh, you know, spending money when you get to college. Uh, will oftentimes will match what you have for a car, things like that. And, and it's good to, you want to avoid teenagers working because it's good for you to work, but you know, they just kind of spent the money on whatever they wanted. It's good to put uh, certainly not every penny, you know, some of it should be free money because they worked, but some requirement of this is why you need to be working. And, you know, other, for those of us that, that, can afford to not have to have them work. It's harder to be real consistent about that. I've had a Mm -hmm. lot of parents that say, you know, you need to save money for a car, but you get that one kid that saved, you know, 
$2,000, $3,000. We matched it and worked fine. But then her brother, he didn't do anything. And now he's a junior and we need him to be driving. So what do we do? You know, so make sure it's a, it's like a chess game. The thing that you're going to say you have to have this money for, be prepared for, all right, what do we do if they blow it and don't save and, and make it something that will really count, uh, mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. realistically you'll follow through with. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's hard not to bail them out when you really want something oh, for them. Yes. <laughs> or loans. That's the worst. Yes. You know, there's no gonna, loans in our house, not even to the grocery store, like candy. Girl, if you didn't bring your girl. money, you don't get anything. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, <laughs> Dr. Ken, what about the parent who doesn't want their kid to work all through high school because they're thinking this is your one shot? You know, once you turn 18, once you graduate, well, then you're no longer a kid at all. Like right. you're you know, like a full pledged adult and like you work for the rest of your life. Right. So what about those parents that yes. have that kind of mentality? There are many of them, but Ashley, they're not our listeners, are they? <laughs> that's, that's exactly kid stuff that we want the things like that, which sounds sweet, really. You know, we mm-hmm. want them to enjoy their mm-hmm. growing up. And mm-hmm. like you even said, their childhood. Oh, mm-hmm. childhood. I see. You mean the age before 13 years old? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, that's a good example of a kind of philosophy that sounds sweet, but it is, it is dangerous. It, mm-hmm. it in, accidentally, if not intentionally, fosters uh, an entitlement that, that, you know, that really, you know, you end up with young adults that wish they could go back to high school. Like it was mm-hmm. great back then. Oof, that's not good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to high school. It was not good. Uh, again, mm-hmm. not miserable, but you know, this kind of safe Disneyland environment is exactly why in this country, we have a hard time of translating our kids into adulthood. They're very often unmotivated. So we don't need to answer that question, Ashley. None of those parents are listening to us. I'm I'm sure to cover all the bases here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, we haven't really talked a whole lot about this, but part of the reason why we really want our kids to work, at least for Charlie, my husband and I, um, we, we require the kids to work from about 14 on and they do it all summer. My daughter is now in her senior year and she's in that place that your daughter's in Ashley, where she's doing all of the AP classes. She's also an athlete and she's working two or three nights a week as, as a swim instructor, man, it's eating her lunch. And I think she's figuring out that she took, (laughs) took on way too much, but Part of that's the lesson learned, you know, learning how to balance your time. Yeah. And it's an important lesson. That's exactly right. Yeah. But I think as parents, we also want our kids to experience the confidence that comes with being an, being a competent adult. Right. You know, my kids who have worked and who have run equipment and who do the things that, you know, progressively get harder and harder when they go off to college and they get a job, my son got a new job. And his new boss was so impressed with the things that he already knew, the skills he already had, because he'd had some years of experience. And so I think that all of that pays off when your kid feels competent and can handle a new situation or handle a new job easily because they have some experience behind them. And they only get there Mm -hmm. by going through difficulties, Mm -hmm. like getting fired. Ever been fired? I was fired. (laughs) Uh, Essentially fired. I was working on the line at the restaurant, you know, making sandwiches and then looked at the schedule for next week. And I was a bus boy. Wait a minute. Bus boy. Is that an upgrade? No, 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 no. (laughs) So I got on my, uh, I, I remember being really upset, talked to my mom and, you know, next thing you know, I'm getting on my best clothes to look like a cool dude and going up there to talk to the manager. 
who was another mid thirties depressed. I don't know. Ma- managers of kids are always no offense, but they're so often not doing great in life anyway. But I was like asking him what, what happened here. And next thing you know, he's telling yeah. me, well, I've heard this and this, that you, you don't take initiative, you're all this stuff. And it was like, basically I was begging for another chance mm-hmm. and, uh, and he gave it to me, but you know, that was what, 45 years ago. And I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. remember that. So that, I that kind of this. hardship is, is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine was a little bit different. Um, I worked at the buckle. It's a clothing store in the mall. Ah. And I did a back handspring in the middle of the store. <laughs> and apparently that's a no, no. Oh, I thought that should give you a raise, right? <laughs> I was trying to bring in customers. I don't know. <laughs> that's how we learn. And now that's Ashley right. knows not to do back handsprings. Yeah. If you tumble again in the store, you will get fired. <laughs> Got it. So yeah, it's, you know, like I say, it's not a Disney ride mm-hmm. that we push the button, do the job experience. You need to get out there and no, we're not going to pay for your extra stuff or we're going to cut back on this because we'll give you two more weeks. You got to have a job. Oh, and by the way, that job needs to be specified how many hours minimum you need. Mm-hmm. So if it's full time, it needs to be 30 hours minimum, you know, and, and things like that. Cause sometimes a kid will quote, get a job and it's, you know, seven hours a month. You're like, yeah, that's not a job. <laughs> Okay, so is it the same if you say as a parent, hey, I got some things around here that need to be done. I will pay you instead of the yard guy. I'll pay Excellent. you instead of somebody to come and replace the fence or whatever the job. No, it's a, it comes up all the time. Why no. is that, Dr. Ken? Because uh, A, you're a terrible employer. You will probably pay them way more than they deserve. And yeah. B, it doesn't, you know, this whole point of this is part of the spearheading into life, real life. Mm-hmm. Doing jobs around your mother's house does not count as real life. Mm-hmm. So no, it's, I mean, that, that it's funny that I can be that bold about it, but I'm not kidding. No, that, that is not a good example. There's nothing wrong with them working for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they do stuff, it's either, uh, uh, you know, it's fine for that to be a chore that I'm not paying mm-hmm. for, or if it's something, you know, like, you know, my brother and I mowed the lawn. Uh, I don't know what happened to nobody mows the lawn anymore, but um, uh, we didn't get, I don't think we got paid for it. It was our job. It was, I was terrible at it. I was the worst. Uh, <laughs> I would put it off. Oh my goodness. Were you the worst on purpose? Cause you were uh, hoping you would get fired. That's a good point. I was the worst just by natural talent. I just <laughs> could put stuff off, do, I would miss whole chunks of the yard and not, you know, it's, that's part of the curse of being ADD, uh, and late <laughs> at some points, but the point is, um, you know, if it is something you pay them for, then it should be something real like doing in the yard and be able to pay them, you know, offer something where if they don't do it, um, you're fired and I'm getting somebody else. But mm-hmm. in general, no, I don't think that's a good example. Here's the mm-hmm. other part is that, <clears throat> um, you know, if you can get your kid a job, if you have if you can arrange a job for them, that's not bad, but it's really best if they don't work directly for their parents, because, mm-hmm. again, those tend to be. Uh, have the feeling of, you know, if it's the boss's kids, it you run the risk of it being a cush job that's overpaying. It's better to, at the very least, have a manager in between you and that kid that promises, treat my kid like you would anyone else. I, that's what I want. And I don't mm-hmm. mind, you know, parents arranging for it because sometimes it's really hard to get a job. Um, 
The other one is volunteer work is okay, but I really think it rarely uh, counts as a substitute. Uh, at the very least, it needs to be volunteer work where they are needed. They will be missed if they're not there. You know, it's an important not volunteers tends to be too optional and not very pressuring. So mm -hmm. I think a job is the old, old fashioned run, running out of it's going out of fashion requirement, you know, mm -hmm. get your computer out and make red zero red marks around the job market uh, and um, show them what they have to do. Uh, just like my mom did. It mm -hmm. was the worst. And I've, I've, I'm very grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Dr. Ken, before we wrap up here, I've got to ask, what do we say to our teens when they say, why do I have to have a job? I don't need to earn any money. Y'all have plenty of money. That's right. Uh, that's best learned. Uh, it's really important. That comes up all the time. It's really important to, uh, we've talked about this board to evaluate which comments from your teenager are even deserving of an answer. And that's pretty <laughs> close to just a joke. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Sure. We've got the money. Anyway, you'll need to be getting the job. However, if you do want to answer, uh, the better thing is to point out again, always about their age. What are you six? You know, you're 16 and you're going to sit here and expect your parents to pay for everything. Uh, you, we have more respect for you than you do. And, and what's hard is many of their friends won't be necessarily working. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's important yeah. to feel comfortable that we're not putting pressure on our kids that other kids don't have. You're showing respect for the young adult that's in your house. So yeah. probably mostly you should just laugh. I hate when parents are like, well, we've got, we have a mortgage and don't answer that. It <laughs> doesn't know what she's talking about. That would be my answer. But Brett's answer is always like, oh, your mom and I are, are we're fine, but you're poor. <laughs> you have no money. <laughs> that's, see, you got to like that guy. He's yeah. got it. That's right. I know. Well, this has been a good conversation and I hope it's timely for our listeners too, as they start to evaluate plans for the summer and thinking about the priority of teaching our kids, the value and um, the importance of hard work and earning your own income. I think it makes them feel uh, competent. It makes them feel successful and it provides a lot of opportunity for growth. So this was a great conversation. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Also, leave us a review. This is how other listeners find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Feeding the Mouth. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas about what we've discussed today, please email us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com.